This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, the 30th of May. When I got my first mobile phone, it was simply a phone. The second one I got was able to send short messages. And the next one had a camera. And now almost 30 years on from that first model, my phone, and I'm sure all of yours too, um, has become virtually a portable office. We're now able to record and store immense amounts of images and data on our phones. One of the most striking instincts of all reality is the tendency to make impressions. Think of the simplest things like a rock or some inanimate object. When the rains come and they soften the ground around it, the rock makes an impression of itself on the earth. If you hurl a stone through a window, it will leave an impression of itself in the broken glass. Think now of things on a higher plane, like plants. They can make impressions of themselves more dramatically. So plants can drop a seed which enters the earth and inevitably goes on to reproduce on a higher level than a rock is able to. Think how trees can cover an entire countryside or flowers cover a hillside, image upon image, impression upon impression. But go even higher. Animals can reproduce themselves even more intensely, more perfectly. Then think of an embryo forming itself in the womb of its mother, and some months later, a stunningly complete image of its parents emerges into the light. Image-making, reproduction, communication seems to be a mark of reality at all these levels. And think of the way that we human beings manage to communicate and make impressions of ourselves by conversation, writing, speaking, the use of media, the sharing of ideas, indeed what I'm doing right now. We reach out, we share, we communicate, we touch, we impress ourselves upon the minds and the hearts of others. Where does all this come from? How does it happen? Well, every single week, we Catholics get up and come to Mass and we declare our belief in God the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. God is the ultimate cause of the existence of all things. Therefore, we shouldn't be surprised that God is marked in his very nature, by something like image-making, communication, connection, conversation. Are we surprised that the creator and sustainer of this entire universe is marked at every level by the desire to make an image of himself? Indeed, we might appreciate the entire physical world in all its complexity as a mirror, a reflection of God's manner of being. To speak of the Trinity as we do on this feast and as we do every day is to speak of a play of the persons within God. So in this way, it is no longer quite so fanciful or incomprehensible. The doctrine of the Trinity says that in the very unity of God, we find an imaging process. The Father from all eternity produces an image of himself, like the rocks, the plants, animals, humans, but in the most intense and perfect way. The perfect image of the Father that reproduces himself we call Jesus the Son. This mirroring process that we see here below is but an analogy of an image that appears in God.
Think of when we stand in front of a mirror and the mirror catches an image of us, which is remarkably like us, but it's just a surface image in two dimensions. It's not reproducing the totality of my being. Just as my words and gestures right now are images of me, but they don't perfectly communicate who I am. Now think of God. The Father can produce a perfect image of himself, meaning an image that possesses all of the perfection of the Father, mind, will, power, love, compassion, everything the Father has, the Son has. That's why we say week after week that the Son is consubstantial with the Father. He utterly shares the Father's being. All images here below are reflections to a degree, but the Son is a perfect reflection of the Father. When the Father and the Son from all eternity look at one another, what happens is they necessarily fall in love. If you see something that is truly good and beautiful, you love it and want to be united to it. Now imagine the Father and the Son looking at each other and each other seeing utter perfection. That means each one automatically falls in love. Archbishop Fulton Sheen has a lovely metaphor that the Father and the Son from all eternity sigh their love for each other. This sigh of love we call the Holy Spirit, which, as I said before, is the breath that goes forth between the Father and the Son. God then is a play of persons, Father giving rise to Son, the Father and the Son, another way of saying that God is love. We don't say merely that God has love or that love is one of the attributes of God. We say that love is what God is. This has to imply that there is a play within the unity of God of lover and beloved and shared loved. If God is love, not something he does from time to time, it is what he is, then within his unity there is a lover, the Father, a beloved, the Son, and the shared love of Father and Son that we call the Holy Spirit. This love that God is is so white hot, so intense, that it spills over into creation, precisely into all those echoes of communication and image-making which I described earlier. The world is now a mirror image, of God's intense communio, his community, his shared life. Finally, in the case of human beings, this communication in love, which belongs to our very nature, was interrupted by sin. We can say it was a breakdown in communication, a becoming caved in on ourselves. So the triune God addresses this problem of communication breakdown, as we hear in the Gospel of this Sunday, in the famous line of St. John, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. The Father so burned with the love of the Holy Spirit that he sent his own image into the world, so that a sinful humanity might be drawn back into fellowship, into community. The Trinity opened up so as to include and embrace a wandering sinful humanity. Whenever I think about the life of the Trinity, I realise that it's a universe away from something just abstract, because we are so close to the heart of the deepest mystery of God and who he is and what the very dynamics of salvation are. Just think about that next time you make the sign of the cross, when you claim the life of God, Father, Son, 
and Holy Spirit. Mary knows this mystery better than all of the saints or the Christian souls that ever lived, better than any theologian, because in her womanhood she is daughter of God the Father, mother of God the Son, and spouse of God the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. God our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification, made known to the human race your wondrous mystery, grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen.